We're glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Now, when you get indoctrinated, you quit thinking. And when you quit thinking, you're in trouble, <laughs> to say the least. But you see, God is telling us something here in His Word, that He chastens His children. Let's look at some of the passages of Scripture. Go with me to Ephesians 6, 4. And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Now notice the word nurture here. That is the very same Greek word that's translated chasten or chastisement here in Hebrews chapter 12. It means to nurture a child. Now that's quite different from what some of our preconceived ideas is. See, When we start thinking about chasing, we think God's whipping us. But it's used here in the sense of nurture. Now go to 2 Timothy chapter 3. And let's read from verse 16. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Now, the same Greek word that's translated chasten or chastise in Hebrews 12 is translated instruction here. So chastening means to instruct. Our Strong's Concordance says the idea there is to child train, to train a child. Now, what some people believe is God's chastisement upon people, his children. See, now he's talking about it. the father chastens his children. What some people believe is chastisement is not child training at all. It's child abuse. A friend of mine went to speak at a full gospel businessmen's meeting one time, and one of the group got up, and of course the man didn't know any better, so he just got up and gave his testimony, told how God gave him cancer to make him humble. Well, he said the wrong thing. My friend just took the rest of the night and said, if you don't learn anything else tonight, you're going to find out God didn't give this fellow cancer. And, you know, he did it in a loving manner. But the guy came to him after the service and said, I appreciate that. He said, I'd never seen that before, you see. So here's a man that thought God had given him cancer to instruct him. Well, now, ask yourself this. If they could prove that you had given your child cancer, what do you think they'd do to you? They'd put you in jail. I mean, wicked men would put you in jail. See, that's not child training. That's child abuse. But you see how religious tradition has kind of crept in and drove these wedges into our thinking until we got to thinking that God's carrying a big stick and he's just out to put you down. Now, I got good news for you. God's on your side. See, this is something, this is a sacred cow idea that needs to be kicked over. The devil's perpetrating this idea. You know, the Apostle Paul said in the last days, they'll give heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Now, you know, if anything comes near being a doctrine of the devil, it is the idea that God's making you sick and God's sending problems your way. That's a doctrine of the devil. Let me tell you something. God and the devil never has changed places, regardless of what religion says. 
God's still a good God and the devil's still a bad devil. And the devil's not out perfecting the church. Do you mean to tell me? (laughs) Well, now, you see, I heard a national ministry. And I don't criticize the man for the, you know, he's doing the best he knows how. Thank God he's winning some souls to the Lord. And thank God for that. But he said on national television, he said, you need to know who's sending the problems your way. And I was in a certain city and holding seminar and I had television on on Sunday morning. I was sitting right on the edge of the bed. I told my wife, I said, listen, this, this old boy's really preaching a good sermon. <laughs> and he said, you need to know who's your problem. And I thought, boy, he's going to let them have it now. He's going to tell them the devil's their problem. And he said, when you find out who's your problem, then you'll understand more about it. He said, God's your problem, not the devil. And I like to fell off the floor. <laughs> now, here was his contention or his idea was that God had us in the center of his hand. And anything that happens to you in life, the devil had to come through God to get to you. And if it happened to you, then it was God's will or he wouldn't have got to you. Now, you know, (laughs) you can't find anything in the Bible to back that up. See, that's a preconceived idea. Well, if that were true, then there would be no need to pray. Why would I want to pray? If it was God's will, it's going to happen anyway. If it wasn't God's will, it would never happen. Now, you see how dangerous these things are to your Christian life. You see, you could get crippled all through life by thinking like that. This individual said, if I ever had two good days back to back, it would hinder my prayer life. He probably never will. <laughs> because, you see, he's opened the door to the devil. And because he doesn't know anybody. See, this is why Hosea said God's people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because he didn't know anybody, see. Well, we need to pray for him. I didn't say that to criticize the man because he's doing the best he knows how. But you see, that just proves what Hosea said was true. God's people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. The chastening of the Lord. Now, he says here, that all Scripture is given, Paul says, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for instruction in righteousness. Instruction is the word, same word that's translated chasing. Now, if you go into John's Gospel, you find that in John 14 and verse 26 and some other passages there, he says, the Spirit of truth, when he has come, he will teach you all things and guide you into all truths. In other words, he will teach you these things. Not the devil. The devil's not perfecting the church. Now, this certain individual went ahead to say, and I couldn't hardly believe this. In fact, I told my wife, I said, give me a pen. I want to write it down just like he said it because I don't want to misquote the man. And I don't want to use it just to belittle the man, but to point out to the body of Christ how deceived people can be and how blinded they can be by religious tradition. He said, now people blame everything on the devil, but he said the devil is nothing more than an unwilling servant of God. I couldn't hardly believe what I was hearing. But now that's what he said. In other words, he was saying that the devil is really working for God. Now, you know, (laughs) it's kind of hard for me to take something like that. Because Jesus said, the thief cometh not but for to steal to kill, and to destroy. That's the only reason he came. 
You notice that John 10.10 is the dividing line of the Bible. The thief come but for to steal, to kill, and destroy God's creation. Now, it didn't say the devil came to perfect the church, to perfect your faith, to make you more like Jesus. No, he came for only three reasons. Kill, steal, and destroy. Then Jesus said, I am come. Thank God Jesus has come. <laughs> because he brought us the truth. See, the law came by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Boy, there's a world of messages in that verse right there. Grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Jesus came and told us the truth about the devil. Now, see, if you just study the Old Testament, you're going to be left in the dark about the devil. Because there was very little revealed in the Old Testament about the devil. Actually, there was very little revealed in the Old Covenant about the devil. In fact, if you look in the concordance, you'll find that there's just very few times. You can just about count on your fingers the times the devil's name is mentioned in the Old Testament. There was not a whole lot said about it. God didn't reveal a whole lot about the devil in the Old Testament because there wasn't much they could do about him. I mean, you see, they didn't have the authority over the devil. The only hope they had was to stay under the covenant and under the law. If they got out from under that, they were open game to the devil, and there wasn't much they could do about it. They were open game to it. Now, that's why you find under the old covenant how that the children of Israel, you see, the King James says, God sent snakes among them, bit them, and they died. See, it's translated in the Old Testament in a causative sense, when it should have been an allowing sense. And actually what happened there was that God told them, I'm going to do to you, I'm going to allow to come whatever you say in my ear. And you know what they said? They said, we're all going to die in the wilderness. Now, you know, that's not very smart when God said it's going to happen to you just like you say. See, that's the Mark eleven twenty three of the Old Testament. And God said that to them, and then they said, we're all going to die in the wilderness. Wish to God we'd have stayed in Egypt. We're going to all die in the wilderness. Snakes came among them, bit them, and they died by the thousands. And then it got translated this way, that God sent the snakes. But now, here's the way to rightly divide that. Ask yourself this. If they had been obedient to God, would the snakes have come? Would they have died if they had been obedient to God? No. Then what caused the snakes to come? Their disobedience. Now, see, the light comes out when you approach it from that angle. Now, this will explain to you a lot of things that are written in the Old Testament. Now, to help you understand this, you will find that in the Old Covenant, almost everybody believed that everything that happened came from God because there was very little revealed about the devil. And they just assumed that everything that happened, they believed like this certain minister did that I was referring to, that if it got to you, it was God's will. And it wasn't necessarily God's will. So if we understand that, we can more readily understand some of the things that happened under the Old Covenant. Can you see that? Can you say amen? amen? Thank you so much for joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now, our offer this week has been offer number 7121. It's called The Chastening of the Lord. You know, there's so many people that really don't believe that the chastening of the Lord is through his word. They think he chastens them with sickness and disease, but we go through scriptural pattern in the Bible showing you that God chastens us with his word. 
And this is offer number 7121. It's a single CD for $8 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $11. Now, this will give you information that will set you free, especially if you have believed that God is chasing you with sickness or disease. I've heard people testify and say, God gave me this cancer. No, God didn't give anybody a cancer. They received it, but it didn't come from God. And, you know, that's the problem. People have believed that everything that happens to them comes from God. Well, James says, submit yourself unto God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. No, the dividing line of the Bible is John 10.10. The thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I am come, that you might have life, and it more abundantly. Not that you might have sickness, and disease, and poverty, and cancer, and it more often. No, he came that you might have life. God's word produces life. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. God. So there's life in every word of God. God chastens us with his word. That same Greek word translated chasten in parts of the Bible is the same Greek word that's translated in Timothy, nurture, brought up in the nurture of the Lord. So he nurtures us with his word. That's offer number 7121, the chastening of the Lord. Single CD for $8 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $11. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. Until Monday, this is Charles Capps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Capps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.